Evening, everyone. It's Monday night. Um, we're back with uh, another Gaz Meets interview. Um, tonight on the show, we have got the creator of the Argentinian Celtic Supporters Club. Um, it's, I've originally started out on an account on Twitter. Um, it's grown into a proper Celtic Supporters Club. It's um, Seba, and I'll, I'll apologise for the pronunciation. Is it Ongarelli? Is that right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, with an Italian nice. accent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to get so much wrong tonight in terms of in terms of pronunciations. Um, but as I say, you can keep the right anyway, Seb. Um, so yeah. So you can follow us on the socials, guys. Um, just along the bottom, if you search Celtic FC appreciation on any of the Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram. Um, you know, just give us a wee follow, a like, a subscribe, especially on YouTube. We really want to go um, and get subscribers up on YouTube. Uh, we're also available to download on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you download your podcast. Um, you know, search the FC Appreciation again. Um, and as I say, your YouTube channel, you can check in that. If you've got any questions or comments uh, for Seba about Celtic, uh, any questions you want to know, um or any questions about Argentinian football or the national team, you know, get them into us. And obviously the question of the day, um, who do you think we will face in the Champions League next season? No qualifiers. You know, we don't need to go to the middle of nowhere, um, you know, in July. So it's quite good that we can sit back in 25th of August and see who we get in the group stage of the Champions League. Um, so, yes, yeah, so just start, um, basically, many thanks for coming on the show. Um, you know, Celtic's Celtic's motto is um, a club for a club for everyone, basically. Um, but you know, how it's always interesting, I think, to find out how fans like yourself get to get to kind of get to learn about Celtic. So, when was it? When was the first moment that you realised that, that you kind of heard about Celtic? Well, I, actually, um, it was in two thousand and eight. It's been like a long journey for me. I'm 28 years old, so back into 2008, we didn't have all of this. We didn't have Facebook, we didn't have Twitter, we didn't have YouTube to to search for for a game, or or even the we didn't have WhatsApp. We didn't have all these uh, ways to communicate with with fans. Uh, yeah. So it was quite difficult. I I remember there are a lot of games that I I I didn't watch. I didn't watch them back in. 2008 and 2009, but I do remember the the scores. I do remember the the results because I was I remember checking on on different website uh, for for the result, especially the quality for Champions League and and anything else. But yeah, I think that that was the first moment that I I've started to to follow the club. Yeah, and obviously you know you know we'll talk obviously about. Uh, back, you've been back home and in Argentina and things like that. But um, obviously, we'll, we'll touch on um, Ange Postecoglou and his first season at Celtic. You know what? What was your overall opinions of the season? You know, obviously, dream season for us. It was. It was. Uh, I think it was a massive achievement, especially for a for a manager who 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 we know that when he we when he signed for for Celtic. We all were aware of see if, if he was doing it well, how it's gonna be. He he was known for probably most of the of the fans, which makes sense sometimes. Uh, but I think that by the end of the of the season, when you when you see back all, all the achievements uh, with the league, especially, um, you can see that that was a really good season. 
Yeah, and obviously, you know, we were talking beforehand there, the Champions League, they don't need to get any qualifiers. You know, that's that's going to be a massive, not just a massive um, boost for obviously the team, but a massive boost for um, in terms of incoming players. You know, Harry Kuehl is obviously not officially confirmed, but he, he will be joining the the coaching side um, and obviously a player I want to, to kind of touch on um, and I know I'm going to get his pronunciation is Alexandro Bernabe is that right? Yes exactly yeah, exactly. yeah. Exactly. so obviously um, in terms of you know what can you tell us the fans about about him obviously Atlantis well he's a he's a young attacking player uh, I've been having chat with uh, Different journalists and, and fans back in Argentina about uh, about that player and he's he's a really good player. I think that he's the kind of player that will suit Ange, Ange uh, system of football. I think that is quite the, that kind of player that uh, the Celtic manager wants, and and, and of course that, that would be amazing. And of course because he's Argentinian and that would it could be the first Argentinian playing for Celtic. Um, over the moon. Yeah, well, that's the thing because you know when I met you um, in the in the city centre um, a couple of weeks ago, we, you know we were talking about it, and and I said to you that you know we Celtic haven't had any Argentinian players. We've had some Argentinian players play against us and, and very very good players, um, but just obviously I think it would be massive in terms of it's it's that kind of market that I think Ange. Is, is very keen on tapping into kind of thing, you know, yeah. like not not just looking at, you know, local players or, or kind of even players in Europe, but, but obviously going as far far across as South America and Japan kind of thing. Yes, definitely. I, I'm agree with you. I, I think that this market such as South American or going to Japan, China, Australia, these are big markets. You will find a lot of uh, players with... Uh, incredible skills uh, and, and of course uh, i can understand that they all want to come to europe because yeah it's it's where the the best of the football is played it's where the money is and and i understand that but you need to start from from something and and if you look on this markets uh, i think that you will find what what you need what's that thing yeah, definitely, and and obviously, I mean, you you'll know better better than what we will in terms of you know, is there any kind of hidden gems in in Argentinian football that that Celtic should maybe be looking out for? Yes, there are a lot. There are always a lot of uh, good players. I, I I always want to say that you can, and I represent Argentina, or I feel like I represent my country, but. Uh, apart from that, we also represent the Spanish speakers. So when I'm speaking as Argentinian Celtic supporter club, I, I want this always to to mention Colombia, Peru, Chile, Brazil, uh, um, uh, Uruguay, and, and the rest of the countries. And, and of course, uh, you will find a lot of big players there. You just just put an example: Luis Diaz, the the Colombian player for Liverpool. Yes, yeah. he was playing for for Colombia a couple of years ago. Uh, in in a bad in a bad shape, but he managed to to do it, and now he's uh, he he played the Champions League. He played he his championship. You know what I mean? Is he's a good player? Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, like um, it's it's all about kind of unearthing those talents and bringing them across to Europe and letting them showcase their talents. Um, so like. We'll obviously go back to, you know, growing up. Um, I think it was Buenos Aires you grew up in. Um, you know, um, so 
obviously, you know, you started the social media account, I think it's seven years ago on Twitter. Um, was that just started as a kind of hobby or did you ever think this was always going to grow into uh, the supporters club the size that it is now? Well, I've started this the, the Twitter account with my brother uh, in 2015, I think it was at the beginning of the year, maybe April, May or March, somewhere at, at that moment of the year, uh, because I wanted to have a link with Celtic fans in Europe and in the rest of the world, of course, but especially in Glasgow, because that is where the, the team is. And after a couple of uh, of weeks and months that I, I've started to have more relationship with, with fans, one of my, my friends from, from here and from Glasgow told me that there are Celtic supporters club around the world. And, and of course, that that was something that maybe I could uh, I could do. Uh, and of course, uh, yeah, after after a few months, uh, I changed the, the name of, of, of the account, which was Celtic FC Argentina to Argentina CSC. Uh, yeah. And then, yeah, everything started to to grow, fortunately. Yeah, as I say, just I, I, love, I love the fact that, you know, I love the fact that, you know, you can you can start something just just like that as a hobby kind of thing and it can grow arms and legs and kind of thing. Like, you know, I started on, on the Celtic FC appreciation page, um, you know, I, I don't know how many years ago now through through one of my, mate, my best mates, Michael, and, you know, it, it grew from different pages. It was the Craig Gordon page to the Fraser Foster page. At one point, it was a Brendan Rogers page, and the, the abuse we were getting because when Brendan left, um, we <laughs> couldn't seem to change a page name for ages. So, you know, it's it's great that it grows arms and legs, and you know, you, you obviously get to link up with different Celtic fans. Obviously, you know, when you when you did come over, kind of thing. So, in terms of obviously, you know, going back to Argentina and talk about your your local team, I believe it's Independiente. Yes, exactly. Here, my team is. That team, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and obviously you know, uh, massive, massive kind of rivals to use as as Racing Club. Um, you face each other in the Avellaneda derby, and um, so in terms, I don't know if you've been to any Glasgow derbies, but you know, in terms of what differences do you see between the two derbies? Do you think there's similarities? Uh, I think so. There are similarities, and of course, there are differences. I've been in at Celtic Park. On a, on a derby, I've been uh, in Hamden Park on a derby. I haven't been in Ibrox, especially during the last years when, when we, we were not allowed to have too many fans, and it was quite difficult for for me. Yeah. Um, but but of course, you will find a lot of differences. But it doesn't mean that one derby is better than the other one. The mm-hmm. way that we we enjoy football is sometimes different because uh, of, of the way that we watch the football and we think of, on football, but sometimes it's culturally similar with that because of the passion that we put in, in, in Argentina and, and in Scotland. Of course, uh, most of the Celtic fans know more Boca and River Plate rather than Independiente and, and, and Racing, well, maybe Racing because of, of, of that game. But but it's one of the biggest derbies in, in the entire uh, continent, so... Of course, that I've been there and I enjoyed a lot, and I also enjoy watching Celtic against uh, in the Derby against Rangers. 
Yeah, as I say, like that, there is nothing like. I, I mean, I don't know firsthand, obviously, that the, the Argentinian derbies and things like the South American derbies. I've only seen them on the TV, kind of thing. But you know, they always look um, fierce. They always look ferocious, like the Glasgow derbies. Um, so, in terms of like growing up, then um, for yourself, you know, who was who was your idols? I know, I know, obviously, a lot of Argentinian people will say Maradona and Messi and things like that. Was there anybody? Um, kind of apart from them that, that stood out for you? Well, of course, you mentioned both <laughs> players, Maradona and Messi, they are the most important. No, not only football, not only players, they are like a, a, like a person, they are the biggest ones in Argentina. Um, but I grew up watching Juan Roman Riquelme, for instance. Yeah, and and I re I, he played for Boca Juniors, and I remember playing against my team Independiente and playing an amazing game, playing and 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 a perfect performance. Uh, but I I enjoyed watching him. I enjoyed watching Riquelme playing for the national team as well. Uh, so of course there are a couple of of, of players that will make you f love football, especially when you grow up with this with these players but of course I, I remember watching Crespo or I rem Hernan Crespo I, I remember watching Esteban Cambiaso I remember a lot of big players Javier Saviola uh, so yeah that fortunately we always have good good players yeah that's the thing because obviously like you know my was growing up um I mean, you probably, I'm kind of a bit, wee bit older than you, but I remember players like um, Simon Donnelly, um, you know, Jackie McNamara in the 90s, Pierre Van Hoydonk, Paolo Di Canio, things like that. But for me, Henrik Larsson was, you know, he was the best, yeah. or one of the best I've seen definitely in, in European football, Scottish football especially. But, you know, when you look at Messi, Messi for me, I know there's this whole Messi-Ronaldo debate, um, and I don't really like it because... You know, I think, I think why not just appreciate both of, both of them for their footballing skills and 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 I think when a lot of people um, say about Maradona and Messi, you know, you know who's better and things like that. But it's different eras. It's different eras of football. It's different styles of football. Um, and as I say, I just think um, that Messi's just on another planet. He's just on another planet. Honestly, when it when he gets the ball at his feet. Um, but, you know, the, the Argentinian Football League was actually founded, I, I stay in the Gorbals area uh, of Glasgow, and, and you probably know what I'm going to say, the, the, the founder of, of Argentinian Football League, um, you know, Alexander Watson Hutton, uh, 1893, you know, he was considered, I think you call him the, the father of the godfather of Argentinian football. Yes. So, um, you know, you know how, how strange is that a connection for for Argentinian football, that it's, it's somebody from this neck of the woods? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. You will find in Argentina a lot of British um, clubs. Yeah. Rosario Central, Gimnasia. There are a lot of uh, clubs um, created by British, but especially with Haddon and, and the relationship with, with Scotland, of course. Actually, my team, with the one that I showed you before, Independiente, the... The first batch was actually the the Scottish flag because of San Andreas, and San Andreas was the first uh, team who won uh, a, a league in Argentina, the tournament in Argentina officially. So that my team that I support, Independiente, took that batch uh, 
So that's why we have flags, we have uh, shirt, and it looks like I don't know if I'm in Scotland or in Argentina because there are more Scottish <laughs> flags than Argentinian. Yeah, so you feel you feel right at home, kind of thing. Obviously, you know, um, you, you, you guys were founded in 1905. Um, you know, you, you, I think we're one formed as one of the, the top five clubs in Argentine Argentinian football. Um, you know, how how massive is a how massive is that to be kind of labelled as, as one of the founding teams of, of Argentinian football? It, it is massive. Yeah. Well, we, um, Independiente won 21 international cups, right? So uh, it's, it's kind of a big team, even though we are not in a good moment. Uh, but of course, that, yeah, it, it's, it is important, especially in, in the continent in South America. So I'm kind of proud of that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as I said, I, I probably should say that I've, I've missed out on um, our, our new sponsors. I meant to say at the start of the show, but we'll give them a wee shout out now. Um, our new sponsors, the VT company, um, based in Dunfermline. Um, give them a wee check out. They do over 35 different brands. Um, some of them are really, really nice. Lots of herbal teas and flavoured teas. Um, give them a, a shout out and tell us we sent them to you. Um, iconic Sport Months as well. Um, one of the guys from there, they do um, different kind of sport moments and frames. It's the, from baseball to American football to basketball and football and rugby and cricket. So, you know, get onto the socials and, and give both the companies that you like. Um, much, much appreciated for their sponsorship. So, um, Seba, obviously, you, you know, you moved to Glasgow in 2019. Um, you know, was, was, that, was that always going to be the plan or... or you know, was it through work or did you find somebody, you met somebody here? Um, kind of all of the things that you mentioned. Uh, yeah, I'm actually, I, yeah. Yeah, I always wanted to, to visit Glasgow. I always wanted to move to, to Scotland. Uh, I visited for the first time in 2017 with my brother, uh, Hero. And uh, after one year, that was in April 17 and in 2018 I decided that I needed to take a flight and, and see how is everything going and in Glasgow and since 2019 I'm I'm here so yeah happy happy with that uh, happy that we don't have too many restrictions because it was quite difficult in the last year but enjoying enjoying the the city enjoying the country enjoying watching Celtic so yeah yeah, definitely, and obviously, you know, what was what was your opinions or your your thoughts on the city when you first moved? Was it very much different to to back home? Or yes, yes, it's different. There are completely different countries in terms of architecture, uh, in terms of a uh, lot of things. But but of course, that uh, I I really like both both countries, uh, but. Of course, that Glasgow is is really nice. I really enjoy being here. Yeah, and and obviously, you know, I was asking about your football idols kind of growing up. Um, but you know, um, who from the Celtics team since you since you followed them um, has has kind of stood out for you? Which players have kind of stood out for you? Well, of course, uh, Scott Brown. He was the kind of player that I. I followed the entire his entire career at the club, especially because you need to put it in a context. It was difficult for me to re even research on Celtic. Imagine 2008, 12 years ago, uh, it was quite difficult for 
for us, for South America. That's why sometimes it's still difficult for, for me to to help the club to grow in, in this part of the world. Um, so, of course, Scott Brown, he was the, the main one. He was uh, the one that I always wanted to meet, which fortunately I had the, the chance in 2017. But, but the, the first player that uh, I really liked how he was playing uh, was Giorgio Samaras. Oh, big, big, uh, gorgeous Georgius, as we call them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know I know that there are a few Celtic fans that will not agree with me, but yeah, you know, uh, when, when you are far from, from home and there's the, the way that you watch football sometimes is quite difficult, but I still like him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think, uh, listen, I, I think that's what's great about, you know, everybody doesn't have the same favourite players, do you know what I mean? Like, um, I, I, I did love Sammy. To be fair, um, you know, but he was the kind of player that could get a manager the sack as well as getting him a bonus. Do you know what I mean like because he would he would have good weeks and bad weeks and and similar I think to probably um, his fellow countryman George's Jackie Marcus. Um, you know I think Jackie Marcus is obviously came on to a, a really good game last season, but you know he's got hints of a kind of samurai in him a wee bit kind of thing. Um, so obviously, you know, in terms of like, in terms of you like a journalist, obviously, um, do you do much sporting um, journalism over here? Yes, yes, yes. Actually, um, I've been working with uh, Scottish football, especially with Scottish football, uh, since two thousand fifteen or so, um, and now we are. I'm currently following uh, the the Scottish league with the national team and and social media. Uh, so yes, doing some some stuff, and especially because I'm here and I have the chance to go to Celtic Park and watch a game and uh, make a, a a wee report or something. So yeah, quite interesting. Yeah, so obviously you know we mentioned Celtic Park there. Um, in terms of your first game, then the, the first time that you walked through the gates at, at Celtic Park, um, you know what was what was the day like? What was the game? Did we win? You know, give us your, your kind of first Celtic game story. Yes, that was in 2017, again with my brother, uh, when when we we visited the country. And it was uh, 4-2 against St. Johnston by the end of the of the season. Celtic was already champion. Um, but I do remember that that game, we, uh, lo- we couldn't see three goals. Why? Because... 10, 15 minutes before the halftime, we were told uh, uh, we were we were in the standing section. Yeah. Uh, so we walked uh, through under the stand because we were gonna go to the pitch, and in the halftime. So at that moment, I missed one goal, but I was thinking, man, you are going to the to the pitch, so you're gonna be seen by the entire. A stadium and yeah, and all Celtic view and Celtic TV and and and, and in the halftime we had the chance to to be interviewed for a few few minutes uh, and I, I my, my knee still shaking because it was unbelievable. So on the way back to this uh, the standing area, um, Celtic scored two goals at the beginning of the game. So I missed them, but I was quite happy <laughs> because that was. Quite interesting to to view, especially for the first your first time at Celtic Park. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, there's no many Celtic fans that have the have the privilege of, of actually walking out onto the park and um, during the game or at half time during the game and get, getting interviewed. So, I mean, as probably typical Celtic, that they, they would score that many goals and <laughs> you would miss them kind of thing. But obviously, just in terms of, um, I mean, the atmosphere. I, I don't know if obviously would that have been 2017. I'm trying to think if that would have been Rogers or Lennon. Um, yeah. I don't remember. It was April. I think it would have been Brendan. Yeah, it would have been Brendan Rogers at that time. So I think it was twenty eighteen yeah, so. Lennon came back. Yeah. So yeah. obviously talking about Brendan Rogers, you know, obviously massive, massive success he brought to Celtic um in a time when we really needed it. Um after after Ronnie Dyler. So in terms of, you know, during the during the quadruple treble seasons you know that that dominance of success 12 trophies out of 12 you know what was there was there a certain cup final that maybe stood out for you as you, a favorite cup final uh, of course uh, when i when i get when i go back to to argentina in 2017 that was in may just a couple of weeks before the that final against uh, aberdeen that rogic scored in the last minute of course that that was a big final for for me, because it was I was there and I was at him at Hamden Park because my first game was against Rangers that that two 0 that McGregor scored and a singular by penalty, uh, so we wanted to be in the final. Of course, uh, we needed to go back to <laughs> to Argentina, uh, but yeah, I think that that was a big game, especially how how it was that game with an extra time and scoring in the last minute. Yeah, and as I say, like I, I'm. I don't go to Hampden to be honest, because I, I think either I, I thought that either I was a jinx or Hampden was a jinx because Celtic, you know, but probably before Ronnie Dyler couldn't seem to win at Hampden. So um, I can remember going to a couple of games. There was a game against Ross County in the semi final of the League Cup oh. when um, we lost, and I think Effie Ambrose gets sent off. And then there was a game against Inverness in the Scottish Cup, and I was like, no, nope, I'm never going back. And I've been offered tickets left, right, and centre. I'm saying I don't care. You know, we could be we could be playing Kelty Hearts or you know Stranraer or something in the final, and I'm like, no, nah, no going because I, I just think I'm I'm going to be a, a jinx kind of thing. So no, it, but it's great that you've been to so many Celtic games, and I noticed you were at Tynecastle as well for the watching the women lifting the, the Scottish Cup as well. You know, that was a great advert for the Scottish women's game. It was. It was. Actually, it was a really good and interesting game. Yeah. Uh, I've been in, in quite a lot of uh, Celtic women games, um, Celtic Park, Hart uh, Stadium, and, and a lot of, of, game, of players. But, uh, but, of course, that final is, is important, especially because it's growing football uh, and, and the, the, the women football and... You can see that it's improving and they're doing it well and it's getting more interesting every time. So for those who are not keen for, for, for the Celtic woman, let me tell you that it's, it's getting better. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I, was, at, I was at Far Hill um, and parted for the, for the League Cup final this season. Um, and I mean, it was a 1-0 no win for Celtic, thankfully, because... Um, otherwise, it would have been honestly. It was like minus seven or something. Honestly, it was so cold, and I had like five layers of clothing on. And I was sitting there like, <laughs> hurry up and finish this game. <laughs> sitting there, come on, getting frostbite. Um, so as I say, I was meant to go, 
to the Women's Scottish Cup final, but had uh, a ticket tickets for the Martin Neal evening at the at the CC. So um, I managed to give tickets to to a guy who took his wee boy for the first time in a game, um, which was great, obviously. Um, so in terms of like you know we've talked about Ange Postecoglou, obviously massive massive season last season. Um, you know we're going into the Champions League. Um, you know, do you think do you think he needs to alter his his approach to games? Um, for for the Champions League, or do you think he'll just go? He's got one one vision. Well, I think it's gonna be tough for Celtic this Champions League because it's gonna be the first time since how many years? Two or three years? I, I, I don't know. Five, uh, five or six five. years anyway, at least. Yeah. Uh, so it's gonna be difficult, especially if you've been playing a uh, Europa League every single year. Uh, but but of course, uh, we know how Celtic is. And Champions League, especially with the uh, with the fans at, at Celtic Park, so it also depends on the group. Hopefully, we can get an, a, a better uh, draw this time. But I'm I'm excited to see Celtic playing Champions League. I've never been in a Champions League game. I've been in Europa League. I've been in Scottish Cup, League League Cup, and never in Champions League. So I'm looking forward. Oh, definitely. We need, to, we need to get you sorted with tickets for that. Um, as I say, like I was, I remember the the last Champions League game I was at. We we played Bayern Munich at Celtic Park, and the noise levels inside Celtic Park were absolutely. We should have actually won the game. Funnily enough, um, I, I can remember. I'm trying to think who it was. It missed chances. It maybe Stuart Armstrong at the time, because obviously it was under Rodgers. And I remember, I think it was Stuart Armstrong missed a couple of absolute chances. Sinclair might have missed a chance as well. And then obviously they take the lead, but Callum McGregor equalises with I yeah. don't know how many minutes left in the clock, and the whole place goes absolutely bananas and limbs, absolute limbs everywhere, honestly. And the noise level from that until I mean Bayern scored pretty quickly. To be fair, I think it was like two or three minutes after McGregor scored. So, but I was so so proud of the team that night. You know, and, and things like that. It's you, you know when you can take on the, the Europe's best. And, and really kind of give them a game, make sure they're in the game. Obviously, we've beaten Barcelona yeah. in the Champions League, um, which was a phenomenal night. But you know, when you need, we need to get to that level again, where where we make it a fortress kind of thing. So obviously, we've spoke about Celtic. Um, you know, we've got to talk about the World Cup. Unfortunately, Scotland aren't going to be there. Um, you know, we bottled it. Um, we won't be there, but Wales will. And obviously, all the best him in November. Um, Argentina led by Lionel Scaloni. Um, we'll take the theme to Qatar. Um, he's going to face Poland, Saudi Arabia, and Mexico in the group. Um, do you think that the feel good factor is back with the national team? Uh, I love the national team. Um, I, I'm 28 years old. So the last time that Argentina won a tournament, apart from uh, last year in the Copa America, was in 93 and I born in 94. So imagine that I've never seen Argentina win a single mayor tournament before last year. So yeah. um, it was it was difficult for us, especially because you're a country that they always you always expect to win, uh, to win a World Cup, to win the best tournament, to win everything. And when you are not doing it, it's difficult. It is difficult. So. Uh, we are part of a generation who who've seen this change uh, in the in the national team, which is 
unbelievable and it's lovely. So uh, I wish I can be in, in Qatar to watch Messi score, to watch Messi uh, playing that that big games because uh, it is going to be amazing for us. Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, he spoke about the Copa America. I remember watching the final against uh, Brazil, the, the absolutely world-class finish from Di Maria. Um, that won the game kind of thing. Obviously, Celtic fans have a have a I would say a love hate relationship because we love to hate him. It's Neymar, obviously, at Brazil, you know. Um, so anytime he's on the losing side of a of a team, you know, we're loving it. So um, that was that was brilliant for me personally. Um, but in terms, of obviously, you know, I know he's 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 won the uh, finalissimo um, this year as well against Italy, beating three 0 You know, a massive massive game at Wembley. Um, you know, so in terms of, you know, as I said before, Lionel Messi, you know, one of the great, the greatest players I've probably ever seen um, in my lifetime. And, you know, is this the moment that he can finally emulate Diego Maradona and, and lift, lift silverware with, with Argentina? Uh, personally, I don't, I don't think that he needs to reach Maradona. I think that they are both in the same, in the same level. It, you you mentioned something before when when we started the the chat that Maradona and 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 Messi you need to enjoy them if, yeah if I mean I've never seen Maradona of course because of my age uh, but I've seen Messi my entire life so it but it doesn't mean that I will have to say oh Messi is better than Maradona of course that you can say it and it's 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 a personal opinion but I think that uh, we need to enjoy both and and. And that's the th difference that happened in Argentina. It w Messi was criticized plenty of you for a long uh, period of time in Argentina, especially when he started as a as a national team number ten. Um, and then when we realized that we were in front of one of the best players in the entire history of the football, we changed that and we realized that we need to enjoy him. And you no, know, it doesn't matter if. He is. He wins a World Cup or not? Of course, I want him to win a World Cup. Yeah. But it, he will not equalize Maradona if he wins or not the the World Cup. Yeah, because obviously you know Maradona, um, obviously won a lot more internationally kind of thing. Um, he's 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 not just an Argentinian hero. He's a Scottish hero because obviously mm. his goals against England. In the 1986 World Cup, which was unbelievably the last time you won um, the World Cup, which is you know that was the year I was born, and that's, that's crazy to think a team like Argentina can can go so long without um, winning the World Cup. You know who who do you think will be the teams to look out for in Qatar in November? Argentina, of course. Yeah, obviously <laughs> Argentina. They're in the final. That's fine. They're in the final. But who else? Who else? Um, oh, of course, Brazil. They have them. Big, big, big team performance, excellent. Um, I think that both are in a really good level. Um, of course, that France, yeah, they are doing it well. They are the the the, the champions of the world because they won the last one. Uh, but of course, that you have Germany, which is a, a country that they are always playing the, the in the, the best games. So I I would say this form. Or for for a semi final, yeah, I, th I think I think to be honest, I think um, you know I know that I was watching England and um, England Germany game last weekend. They were saying you know 
typical England, you know, they're banging on about how they're second favourites to win the World Cup, you know, even though they've not won a game in the Nations League group yet, you know. Um, it's, it's it's incredible the arrogance that, that the English media have. And to be honest, I think, I think Denmark's really going to step up and step up to plate. And I think they could be, again, I think they could be there and thereabouts in the semis and um, possibly the final. Um, as you say, France, Brazil, these teams are always going to reach semi-finals and finals. But um, I think personally, I think Denmark are probably going to be the team for me to look out for. Um, so in, just in terms of just to finish, Seba, um, you know, what is what is the kind of plans in the, in the future for yourself for maybe, you know, the Argentinian Celtic Supporters Club? Uh, to keep growing, keep growing as much as we can. Um, it, it, it is important now that we have Champions League, the games are going to be shown on TV. And what I found um, is that it's, it's so difficult if the games are not shown on TV, it's because there's no way you cannot you cannot meet you cannot arrange a meeting because there's no pubs that will show the game. And another thing is Celtic Rangers sometimes they are playing at at midday. In, in Scotland, which means yeah. that it's 8 in the morning. And who's going to open an, a bar at 8 in the morning? Yes, the guy from, from New York, the Celtic Supporters Club, they are do, doing it and they can send me now. But say, well, I'm opening the bar at 6 in the morning. Yes, that's true. But of course, Amer and the difference between America and the rest of, of Latin America or South America is that there are a lot of Celtic fans in America living. So, so it's difficult, but... We are a lot of Celtic fans, and not only in, in Argentina, in the rest of, of South America. So I think that we are doing it well, and hopefully with good, some good victories in Champions League or good performances, we, we can keep growing and help Celtic to be more known in, in this part of the world. Yeah, and just in terms of um, whereabouts, particularly in Argentina, the you know the Celtic fans kind of come from, is there, is there just one part of of Argentina, or is it, is it kind of spread all over? No, fortunately, we, we are quite spread in, in, in the country. Of course, that most of us are based in Buenos Aires. Uh, if you go if if you go to uh, the Argentina Celtic Supporters Club account and Twitter, you can see a map of Argentina with a badge of our of our CSE with uh, in, in all the part of, of the country. We have in the south of Argentina, we have in the north, in the center, we have in different parts, which is quite interesting because there are Celtic fans who contacted us and saying, what can I do in, in the country? Remember, it's the eighth biggest country in the world in terms yeah. of, it's, it's massive, it's, it's difficult to travel to. Uh, but if you want to go to the south, you, you will find Celtic fans. If you go to the north, again, the same. Even if you want to go to Peru, to Colombia, it's, it's exactly the same. Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny because I remember uh, last season when we were playing Rangers in the Derby games and, and you know, the, the Celtic um, Twitter account, the, the Japanese Celtic Twitter account was, was tweeting, you know, good luck to Celtic. And I'm thinking we've got a whole country behind us, like watching us. Uh, I don't you know what time in the morning it would have been in Japan or whatever, but um, it's obviously the same in Argentina kind of thing. When, when you get to these big games, um, the derby games, obviously people's got to be out watching them kind of thing, despite the fact that it's seven or eight o'clock in the morning. 
No, but but we watch it. We watch the games, and sometimes it's yeah. it's a Sunday at eight in the morning, which is difficult to wake up on a Sunday <laughs> morning. Uh, but we are always awake, uh, watching the watching Celtic, supporting the club, and trying to get more and more known in, in this part of the world. And that that's basically a Celtic family, isn't it? Yeah, that's that. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's a club for all, and what it, it's great that we're expanding, and um, you know all over the world and it's great for, for us podcasters to get guys like yourself on to, to you know put the good word out there to, to anybody that doesn't know and, and for anybody that doesn't know obviously you know you get onto social media and you search for Seb or you search for the Argentina Argentina Celtic Supporters Club you know you know get on and, and give them a follow and let's get the page growing guys and um, Seb we'll leave it there now um, but really, really, thanks for coming on. I know you're working soon and or training soon, so you know it's. Uh, I really, really appreciate you coming on. No, thank, thank you. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, we we met a uh, few a couple of, of days ago, weeks ago, uh, the city center that we can have these chats because it's always interesting. I love to have chat with different part of of the Celtic family, and 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 I think that that's the way that we can all. As Celtic fans, help the club to to spread the love of, of this club. So I really appreciate that. I'm anytime I'm I'm here to to do. I'm actually in Glasgow, so imagine that oh, that's, <laughs> it, that's it's even easier. Absolutely. And 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 obviously, you know, any any kind of um, inside info you can you can send us. You can you can um, DM me kind of thing, and um, so we can get the the story break the story first. And um, so listen, guys, we're available to download the Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Just download it, search for Celtic FC Appreciation, leave us a review. Um, same on the YouTube if you check our YouTube channel. You know, we're going to get more content up and um, just try to get subscribers up. You know, it seems to have had a wee bit of a lull now. Um, and obviously, you know, thanks to sponsors, WT Company and Iconic Sport Moments. Get on your socials, give them a message, guys, and see what you can get off of them. Um, so until next time, I'm going to get uh, Kenny McKay from Flip the Mindset. Got to get him on this week. That's going to be a really, really interesting chat as well. Um, so in the meantime, guys, keep following the page and keep liking it. Cheers.